Hey guys, thanks for joining us for episode 137 of Riding Through the Ages, our revolving journeys through the air as a common rider. I'm Eugene. And I am Eric. Uh, today we're going to be watching episode 34 of Common Rider 71, entitled Japan in Peril, Gamagwiler's Invasion. Don't hold me to that. It aired November 20th, 1971. It was written by Mari Takizawa and directed by Minoru Yamada. Uh, so we might hear it several times. So luckily this one, I think... Is the same because sometimes they change the names uh. because like they're basing them off of an animal and the animal's name is different in Japanese. So they change the translation, which is fine. Right, right, right. But I think this is the same in English and Japanese. So we might get to hear it. Actually but, hear them pronounce but it. But we're probably only hear it like great leader saying it once. Right. So we got to be paying attention. <laughs> yeah. That's really a test of our uh, concentration. Um. So, I mean, there's some. It's very little to say about, like, what's going on. I mean, we're at 34, mm-hmm. so we're close to Hongo coming back. Soon, soon, soon. Uh, six or seven episodes. Okay. Uh, uh, 40, I believe. I think it's 40 he comes back. Okay. Um, And so it's another invasion plot. Yeah. Japan's in peril. Japan's in peril. <laughs> Exclamation mark. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Do you know what the animal is, though, or am I supposed to guess? Cause Gama- I, think it's, I think it's a horned lizard. Okay. It's a lizard of some sort. Okay. Might be a toad. But they already had Todiller. Yeah. So I think it might be. I don't think it's Gecko. But it's like a lizard looking thing. Okay. But that doesn't like mean anything. No, not necessarily. Because, you know, snakes shoot fire out of their hands. And, you know. Yeah. I mean, you can do whatever you want. Even in the later seasons, Rhinos was super hearing. Yeah. I guess it's like so ridiculous. But um, I th- I'm wondering is, are we now stopped? Because it's weird because some of the girls just quit showing up. Like you just stop seeing them. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure. I just have had the feeling for a long time that they've been filmed out of order. Yeah. So it's even harder to say, you know, it's harder to spot exactly when they're done. Yeah. Um, Like on one hand, I, I've been thinking that, uh, oh, what's her face? The one that actually had a scooter license or whatever. Uh, Yuri? Is that no. it? No. Uh, no, Yuri is the sister. Right. Monri is the glam. Right. Uh, I forgot her name. And then, so that's guess. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. Is I felt like she's been done for a long time, and then she'll just randomly be there with no lines and like different haircut yeah. for you know 20 seconds of screen time, and then there you go, she's gone again. Yeah. So Yuri, Yuri is in the longest because. She's, She's Goro. attached to Goro. Yeah. Goro's sister, and Goro is like more of a more important character than than sometimes like Taki. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I mean, it's 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 hard to, watching these ones in the fact that you, like, so you'll see it when it like Hongo comes back. Hongo like seems to be like a like more of a character mm-hmm. than um. Ichimonji. Like I love Ichimonji. He's good. He's 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 probably the reason that there is Common Rider uh-huh. in general. You know, cuz the show is very different when he showed up. Yeah. The show I, became Common Rider after that. But the thing is is like uh the character isn't very dynamic. You know, I actually I I have a it's not even really I you can't even really call it a theory, but um the way I've been thinking about it, it seems like you know, they had to make a quick replacement, mm-hmm. and so they had to do something different, and it worked, and so they just kept up with that, so they never really gave him the opportunity to be a fleshed-out character. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm um, not I'm not saying it's the actor's fault or anything like that. I'm just saying, that, like, yeah. this is, like, how it is. 
and like I almost feel like they could have written him better, and they I mean, he could he's do al- more. Like the, I think the idea is he's always been a placeholder. Yeah, that's just it. It's like yeah, they never after like you know after like ten episodes they should have been like okay this is working let's give him a little bit more spotlight I guess even though he's the main character you get what I'm saying like yeah I mean he's he becomes in many episodes he's the plot device and Taki's the main character yeah um and like that's just a generalized thing like i'm not saying i'm not saying it's anybody's fault mm. i'm just saying that that's what it's turned into being because you hear a lot of people would be like they'd be like ichimoji he's the one that like he doesn't get enough credit and stuff mm-hmm. and when when you're watching it like this when we're like analyzing it he's you can tell that they they never gave up the idea of him just being a replacement yeah no the difference between like the the lines and character development of hongo just in those 13 episodes it's like way different yeah than than how they're treating Nigo. I mean, he's still he has still has stuff, and I still like I know him. Yeah, I know his character. I know where they're going with it. But it's like most of the time he's either just in the suit doing the fighting, or it's like uh, just a quick sort of I'm gonna go on my bike this direction sort of thing. I think it has to do with the fact that I mean, being seven in the seventies, mm. um, there is you don't know how it's reacting in the general public like to much later yeah like i mean the the funny thing is is like there was there's a there was a big gap between like amazing fantasy 15 which is the first uh, appearance of spider-man mm. and the first issue of spider-man because it took months to find out how well it sold yeah it's not like you're getting next day tweets yeah yeah and and like because oh, amazing fantasy 15 which was renamed from amazing adult fantasy uh, it was the 1960s. It meant something different. It yeah, meant that it was, it was a, a different ca- time. Uh, yeah. Simpler time. So amazing. Luckily, they changed the name. So uh, for like years later, Amazing Fantasy 15 was the last issue of Amazing Fantasy. Hmm. And Stan Lee was just able to put like whatever he wanted because nobody cared it was the last issue. And he put like the 10 page story of Spider Man in there because he was told by his editor that Spider Man would fail miserably. Oh, and then Because he was a him. teenager. It, everybody hates spiders. You know, all this stuff. He's a winkling. Nobody would like him. And then it was a big hit. And then they, his, he, as he tells the story, then his publisher came to him and was like, You remember that Spider Man concept we both like so much? Yeah. <laughs> Bring me, yeah. Starts going. <laughs> Bring me issues of Spider Man. <laughs> Um, but so it takes a long time to like adjust the show. Like I think I told you, like in Gaim, one of the characters got a much bigger role in the story by the time the show ended because mm. people liked him so much. Right. And it, it turned out fine and great because the writer was able to adapt and stuff like that. And, right. Like and it happens like in manga and all the time characters get popular. So they they change the story a little bit. And sometimes bit, it works. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, sometimes it falls really flat. But but sometimes it works great. So, yeah. you know, yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure we probably wouldn't gotten a bunch as much of Rock Lee. Oh, for sure. If it wasn't how much of an impact he made, absolutely. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, but but then we probably wouldn't have gotten as much of soccer uh, of Sasuke. Yeah. But um, unfortunately. Yeah. So it, it works both ways. It's yes. a double edged sword. Double edged sword. <laughs> but uh, but in the '70s, it takes forever to do that, and there's no telling how contracts work. Yeah. Like if it was just like you're you're brought on your contract is that you're brought on for this temporary time mm-hmm. and yeah they could have like he could have been considered temp no matter how much how many hours he's working yeah and, um, or just it just be like you're here until he gets back that's what you're signed for yeah which honestly I I feel like I don't know I don't know how I feel about that because it's like on one hand it's really cool that they didn't just throw Hongo to the side. Or no, I don't know why I'm calling him Hongo. The actor, the actor. Sorry. Yeah, Fujioka. Uh, yeah, if you just throw Fujioka aside, I'd be like, well, here's new blood. Sorry about you. Yeah, you know, hey, good luck with your recovery. It, it really has to. Be, I mean, you can't really judge it until you've seen how it happens, too. Yeah, because I mean, I feel like here these days, especially for a show like that, because it's not like it's big budget. 
Um, so if you were to take your small budget show here and they had to like quickly replace an actor, you're never going to see the first guy again. I mean, if anything, he's going to be a bit part or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, because it's like whatever at this point, if the, if the audience adjusts, they're going to be adjusted. So it's yeah, not like I've seen back. several times where like the first season ends, they come back after the hiatus, and they just give a throwaway line where a character's not there anymore. Uh huh. Yeah, and then like that's uh, it. they moved, and moving on. on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it, so in this case, it's like on one hand, I do like that they're sticking with their guns as far as like you're not you know he's not thrown away, but then at the same time, it also means that uh. Ichimonji's actor is not getting the you know credit. Yeah, so it, it's like <laughs> we have to the see how it like really plays out, like episode by episode type thing. Yeah, because at this point now, this would be his twenty first episode, right? Like something like that. It's something like that. So he's been doing it for a couple of months, uh, you know, probably a yeah. week and a half eight, after eight more than Hongo. <laughs> yeah. Quite a bit. Although Hongo did sing the opening theme song, not the version mm-hmm. they have now, but um, but yeah, so it's like this thing, and as you can tell, as a looking back. Everybody remembers Hongo more. Yeah. You know, uh, and he's he's the he's he's common rider, you yeah. know. Yeah. Uh and, and he's got he's better looking. <laughs> I, I don't know if that counts, does it? I do feel he's a more dynamic actor. Yeah. He's got more of a face. Yeah, because I mean whenever like whenever uh Fujioka's like when he when he wants to betray happiness, you feel it. Uh-huh. When he wants to betray sadness, you feel it. It's the eyebrows. Yeah. You got uh, some serious freaking he's eyebrows. Got, he's man. got much better hair, too. True, true. He wears those nice suits. Yeah. <laughs> it's very true. So, um... Aged better. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the um, other one, The other guy stopped acting. I'm, I'm just being... Oh, no, the other guy, like, got injured in a fire. Oh. <laughs> I guess that does. Kinda, <laughs> yeah. You know. Um, he has, like, a, he has, like, a sad story that's, like, turned out okay now. But his sad story was mostly about him refusing help from everybody else to be like, you're gonna do it himself. Mm. But now he's fine. Uh, probably should have took that help. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pride only gets you so far. <laughs> yeah, why well, I hate Breaking Bad, but uh, <laughs> right. Oh my god. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So, uh. But yeah, he's he's uh. Like as you're watching it, yeah. That's that might be also the other reason why he's not in it as much is that they're recognizing that like Taki's more dynamic or hunger. Uh, well, no, like in these episodes here where he's oh. like, where he's not in it that much. Taki's a more like dynamic character yeah, Taki, and a, dy- a dynamic actor. Yeah. It's almost like they wished that they had made Taki a common writer. Well, there was plans. I don't know why they fell through, but there was plans to make him V3. Mm. Oh, that would have been sweet. But they decided to go like a new direction to like, like have a continuation, but separate it more. Yeah. Um, And also like, uh, we'll get that when we get to V3, but the, like the con, one of the big things about like V3 is the fact that, um, he was a happy guy, and his family got killed, and that's what turned him into the. It doesn't work if you're an FBI agent. It doesn't work if you're if you're uh, that establishes a character because yeah. by that time he would be uh, talking had been like in eighty episodes. Right. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, the the one through that is in I think the first seven shows is to some degree. Um, uh, what's his name? The motorcycle guy, the boss. Oh, Tachibana? Tachibana, yes, Tachibana. Uh, Tachibana is, like, in the first seven shows to some degree or not. Okay, whether he's, or not he knows, like, I'm sure that at some point he doesn't. Like, uh, he's the mentor character and stuff like that. He's the he's the, the through threat. Okay, yeah, he's the one that's linking the story together. Yeah. The actor was also, like, in the first Ultraman series and stuff. He's, like, a really, he, he was, like, a really famous actor. in so like he Tokusatsu. was the guy for a long yeah. time. Uh, oh, Fujioka's been in a couple other, like, shows. He was in a... 
a firefighter themed tokusatsu show. I think you told me that. Yeah, something rescue. Uh but um it's kind of like the the guy who played Gavon, he was in a couple uh, Sentai shows. But but yeah, he but that dude's got stuntman chops like Well, he teaches stuntman people, yeah. Yeah, I would say you watch one episode of that and you're like this dude <laughs> Just the probably whoops some ass. Like. The first episode, <laughs> the first episode of Gavin is just hilarious because it it's like ha- most of it is like out of suit stunt work, and it's like him doing it and stuff, and it's yeah. great. And uh, you see him. Uh, maybe we'll just watch it for the fun of it sometime. But um, I don't even know if we'll talk about it on the t- uh, thing because it's not connected at all. Uh huh. Um, besides the one show that was supposed to be Metal Heroes that became well, well, <laughs> sort of. So it's a weird t- thing. So there is. Uh, so there is a a revamped Goblin uh, 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 Space Sheriff movie series. Okay, that's not a remake. It's like Gavin has been passed to another person. Okay, like Gavin is a position, and then uh, this is the next Gavin. Mm. Um, and uh, that actor and that character did appear in a crossover movie. Okay, in a Sentai, there was a Sentai common writer. Movie War Max featuring Space Sheriff type. I think that's the title of the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the standalone uh, Space Sheriff movies have no other than the fact that he's like appeared. Other than he's being a character that's in a movie that has Common Rider. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, uh, it has totally no connection separate. to yeah. uh, Common Rider. So we might just watch those for the fun of it sometime. But um, a bonus episode. Yeah, bonus uh, episode. Because there's there's also well, I mean, the actor who plays I think Scheider is uh. Um, he's the he's in O's. Okay, but, so why not? Yeah. <laughs> um, that being said, watch the seventy one now. But that's like the thing. <laughs> it's like um, we don't know like whose fault it is or whatever a combination of things stuff mm-hmm. like that. But uh, you hear a lot of people talk about it, it's just like oh, it's like well, they should have stayed with Nigo all the time. But like after watching these episodes and like really digging into it, it's like eh. Mm-hmm. You know, I am kind of excited to see Hongo come back to see, like, what he brings to it. Yeah. And the thing, too, is that, I mean, obviously, this is from a perspective where we've got 50 years of Common Rider to look yeah. at. But you can have a story with two <laughs> yeah. two writers yeah. that works. It's just that their their concept of pacing and stuff like that is so bad at this time that there's no way to actually do it. So. Yeah. Uh, I wish I could be like, why not both? Yeah. You know, the, like that commercial. Yeah. I wish we could do that, but if we could only take one, I like the look of Hongo better. Um, I've been after that from the beginning. There's a lot of good things about Nico. Uh, hopefully he's not like, like as soon as Hongo comes back, we never like really see Nico besides the, like him just saying, okay, and then running <laughs> off, jumping over the hill or whatever. Hopefully he still has some good episodes. You yeah, know. it's just like, it's just a... But yeah, because I was I was thinking about that. I'm like, ah, uh, if you could. Only I, have I, when one. I first got into it, when I was first doing it, it was like, oh yeah, he's coming back, and it's just like, but I want more. But now I'm like, okay, I'm ready for him to come back. Uh-huh. It's like the same thing of like how uh, when they introduced Zol, they like revitalized the show. Yeah, yeah. It's like at this point it, now it, you can it, appreciate the. It, it, it's sad that it took that to revitalize the show because there's there, whether it's something to do with the actor or something to do with like the, the way they do it. They're just not doing anything with Nigo. Yeah, they aren't. They aren't. And for whatever reason, if yeah, for whatever reason, if they're not going to do anything with them, then it's like, let's just bring back the, the character. Yeah. Um, if they're not going to do anything, don't drag it out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cause I mean, at this point, 
It's, it's, it's like when you're watching the show, it's the will they, won't they? And uh-huh. if you're like, if they're not, just don't have it. Yeah. It's like, please, stop. This is like, it was like five seasons of will they, won't they? And they didn't. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, <laughs> <laughs> and, and like, they'd always talk about the Jack and Diane problem mm. from Cheers, where mm. Jack and Diane got together and then the show got boring. And I'm like, that's bad writing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can, you can continue, like, that's not, there's a lot that, of things that can happen while you're a, a couple. Lot, there's a lot of things happen in a relationship after somebody gets together. Yeah. <laughs> Preferably more. Yeah. Hopefully a lot more stuff's going on. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's when like people develop as people. Yeah. yeah. So you start learning things that it's like, oh, I didn't know she's like talked in her sleep or just whatever. I mean. Yeah. Just just. <laughs> sometimes I'm just like, can you not write people in healthy relationships? Yeah. No, I honestly, with the show based in that time in a bar setting with the kind of jokes that they made. No, I don't think they could. Yeah. I think. Yeah. You know, I so mean, like I'm not saying the cheers is bad. I'm just saying, you know, if you watch it now, you're like, oh, yeah, you're like that's very, very rapey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I've, I've gone back. I've gone back and watched older shows that uh, I remembered liking. And I'm like, oh, man, I don't know how. What's changed? Is it me? <laughs> yeah. Am, am I different? It's like, is it because I don't like think these are funny anymore? Is it because I'm super self conscious now? Well, like, just, is it has it been beaten out of me, or has my opinion actually changed? <laughs> well, it's just like the things is like uh, I think I'm talking about Knight Rider. He just sleeps with a different woman every week. Oh yeah, I was never I was never into the, like the James Bond type character, you know. Yeah. Like, but like uh, I used to remember loving that show, and then you watch like three episodes in a row, and you're like, what the? It's like, come on, man. It's like, he, how is it not chopped off by now? Like, <laughs> yeah. So like at this point, there's no there's. Is no... he running out of city scopes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you're just spreading disease, aren't you? <laughs> yes, yeah. OB. King is conning it over here. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. He's got like 42 children. Yeah. He's never going to be held accountable. Yeah. Uh, going to get his, get plastic surgery, turn into a new person again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not Michael Knight with a K, I'm Michael Knight with an N. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Different person. Right. It's also a more European spelling of Michael. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm Mike Knight. <laughs> yeah, I'm Mike Knight. I go by <laughs> go by Mike. Right, uh, right. Yeah, so we're gonna go see what the plan is. What's the invasion? Yeah, and what kind of creature this is? Yes, and uh, we will be back. Okay, and we are back, and so they translated co Todiller. Yeah, so I remember now. I'm going. Yeah, so co Toad and Killer. Ah, and I think the killer is the same, and Gama Giri is like the last part of Toad in Japanese. I think. Mm. Uh, it's also weird, like you know, uh, teaching teaching English to Japanese kids and being like one of at a lesson where I was had to teach them the difference between sounds, mm. like what what the sounds are in English versus uh, animals make. Oh, like moo and yeah, whatever the cow in Japan says. I don't remember what the cow says, but uh, but like wan wan versus yeah, wan bark bark, bark uh, bow wow, <laughs> but uh, yeah, meow versus meow, mm-hmm. and uh, but the frog is gero, not ribbit, mm-hmm. um, and then you just like see that one's a trap, and then like though, what does draft say? What is what? What does draft say? And they're just like. I have no idea. I, I think they're silent. That's one of the things. It's like yeah, they, don't they, make, they don't make sound. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised with that neck that long. It 
I think they just they do make like a neighing sound or something mm. like that, but like not it's not known. But also it's like you normally wouldn't hear it because you'd be down at the ground. Yeah, <laughs> I would say they're not really at their ear level. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, <laughs> the only sound I've ever heard a giraffe make is it eating. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I, I don't think I've ever heard a giraffe. That's messed up, man. Rock <laughs> my world. But no, the 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 frog thing's a trap because they make different sounds. It's not like ribbit is the sound that the frog makes that live in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. It's just and like then, it's not and, a one size fit all thing. Yeah, and so that's that's, that's I mean, there's frogs that chirp and crib, uh, uh, croak and all this other stuff. But yeah, that's that's why it's become the synonymous thing is because that was the frog sound that was in movies. Uh huh. Yeah, and it's because. So, it's just one of those things where it's like, at least with dogs, I mean, sure, they can make a wide variety of sounds, but in general, it's all the same. I yeah. mean, it's just different, different size dogs. Yeah. Um, exactly. Uh, uh, the, the wand makes more sense when you realize that if you like, if you search Inu in, uh, which is Japanese for dog, mm-hmm. if you search it in like Japanese image Google, you get uh, Shibu Inu dogs. Right. So that's like the generic dog. Yeah. That's a smaller dog. dog. So, whereas we would probably have like a retriever or some sort of yeah, like a lassie, a collie, or or, or uh-huh. like a dalmatian or something like that, you mm-hmm. know, something iconic too, uh, yeah, like a larger dog, yeah, in general. Um, and I'm sure that's different on like in every country, yeah, you know, whatever, whatever dog is, yeah, the national dog. I don't know why that's not a thing. There should that should be a thing if it's not a thing, and if it is a thing, let me know. A national, uh, like because there's state birds, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's national birds, state bird. I mean, should like, there be state dogs then? That'd be cool. That would be cool, but it's like not everybody's dog. I'm more of a dog person than a cat person. But that's because I'm allergic to cats. Right, and I uh, almost feel like if there is a list of state dogs, it's going to be some ass making a joke about like stereotypical based on what you'd expect yeah. from Kentucky or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which hey, I'm down for that. I'm some ass. So <laughs> if you find a list, let us know. <laughs> um. So yeah. So uh, starts with the opening. Starts off with a girl just playing. Yeah, she's like, she's picking flowers. Yeah. And she's showing her dad, but he's like a little bit preoccupied. It looks like he's waiting for somebody. He's like, oh, run along. You know, Can we play. talk for just a second about what her dad is wearing? Yeah. He's got a weird, like, he looks like he's in a cult. Yeah, it does. It <laughs> looks like he's serving up some Kool-Aid or at the very least, like he's been taking some uh, Tai Chi classes. In yeah. That. Yeah. Like he looks like he's just done Tai Chi in the park or something like that. Yeah. Because he's got like a. It's like got a sash on it. It's like a long. It's like, and when you find out what he does, it makes no sense. It, it makes absolutely. If he was no wearing sense. a lab coat, you'd be like, yeah, sure, whatever. Makes right. total sense. But no, but yeah, it's a, such a he's such a weird character for this episode because yes. he's like, he works at a crime research institute. He makes a wacky like security system, and he's wearing a weird cultist tai chi outfit. <laughs> and I was like, what the? I don't. Oh. Yeah, because it, 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 he's off-putting every time he's on, stage, on screen because he's like a different character all the time. Yeah, I mean, seriously. And then right at the end, oh, we'll get to the ending because yeah. I do have something I want to say. Uh, but yeah, I just that. want to point out that like super weird outfit. Yeah, he's wearing this outfit all up until the last like 30 seconds. So the the thing is, is like, uh, I don't know if we've got, like it's hard to remember if you've got to. There is an episode of Common Rider that's like has to do with like a cult. In like the mountains, in uh, it, of seventy one. Yeah, I don't think I remember that one. No. Okay, so I thought that was this episode for a second there when I saw him, but then I'm like, no, that's not this episode. <laughs> no, because the only mountain one I can think of is the kids that were crying. I think all. it's in the next couple of episodes. Then okay, but, but it's just like because it was yeah, it was a it was in a mountains cold, and I'm like, oh, is this that episode? No, wait a minute. 
uh, to be fair, it might not have been seventy one. I've seen a lot of episodes come right. Sometimes <laughs> right. together. Right. Uh, especially You're thinking the, season two stuff. Especially the older ones when they're like one shot, one's one and done. Uh huh. That right. No. Yeah. It was a it was a black episode. Uh, but, oh, okay. <laughs> so it's gonna be a long time for you to get <laughs> <Yes>. stuff. <laughs> I remember correctly. Yeah, it was Conrad Black. But um. So anyways, yeah, he looks preoccupied. So she she runs along to pick some more flowers, and she finds a frog. And she's like, ah, and he comes over like, what? And it's like, oh, it's a frog. Don't worry about it. But um, then I'm like, dude, you should be curious because just half of them are poisonous. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you want to let her know, hey, don't touch these unless you're 100% sure. Yeah. Like, <laughs> even then, maybe don't anyway because of warts and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I, We talked about frogs. They're just as diverse as insects. Oh, yeah. You have frogs that are poisonous, frogs that can break their own arms and slice you. Frogs that grow their young inside of them and spit them out of their mouths. Uh-huh. That's That, that was the... Uh, it was, I think it might be extinct now, but it was like one that was like, that was the synonymous frog in, in Japan for a long time. Uh-huh. The frog that had like its young in its mouth. It was in, a, uh, we had that one in the episode of Zero One, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was an episode of Zero One. It was one of the, uh, z- it was one of the, uh, wasn't uh, the realtor lady? Uh, the human gear with like the rate, one of the human gear that turned. Um, I don't hold me to that. I just feel like I remember it being, uh, the n- realtor lady. No, it was the first appearance of, uh, Hornet. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, that's right. It, it, it like flew and used the bees to fight the. the oh, oh, oh. Then it was the. Uh, the it, but it did appear in the realtor one because they reused them all. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's right. Um, but anyway, uh, so he, you know, it was they, also a zord. It was a zord. One of the, it. It was. A, well, it was a mech in uh, uh, Kaku Ranger. The black uh, oh. Kaku Ranger had the frog that spit out. It was. It was the joke in the Power Rangers movie. Yeah, Where I, and I'm a frog. Jeez, oh, and she's like, because you get to kiss it. Didn't give him any good examples. No, but uh, because like, they were all like, you're, you're, you're strong, you're brave, shift and agile, get to kiss you, move on. You're, <laughs> you're Johnny Bosch, and you'll have a career past this. Yes, not see, what you, you expected. Yes, you <laughs> will be a legendary. Right? He's he's commonly known as uh, the the character of Adam. Is known as the strongest martial artist in like Carmen in in, in like his in like uh, Power All Rangers. All of Power Rangers, yeah. yeah. Like he he beat Tommy and uh, and Jason, <laughs> and so like one after another. Mm. <laughs> and so it's like he's just that damn good. Yeah, and like whenever he, he's come, he, he came back several times, like as like he's the legendary Adam. But, oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, but Johnny Young Bosch is a voice actor. He's a big deal. Yeah. Um. So anyways, he he pulls the girl to the side. We see like the the. The main monster. bad guy for the episode, Monster of the Week, Toad pulled Diller. the frog off. I don't know. what Does he eat frogs? What is he doing for frog? Who knows? Well, he's a toad. Maybe he eats frog. Yeah, maybe he does. Maybe he does. I, I kind of, in my head, I'm thinking Queena from Final Fantasy IX. They're out there just chasing frog. Yeah. But uh, so find out, yeah, he ha- he is preoccupied. He's waiting for somebody to show up. Um, And sure enough, it's, it's Hayato. Yeah. So he stops him, and he's like, I've been waiting for you. And I get the feeling that Hayato is just on a way somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> He just knew his route. Yeah, yeah. because he's just like, you're also uh, common oh, rider. Okay. And he's just like, what the? Whoa, whoa, whoa. The, like, yeah, I mean, I don't hide rider. my identity from anybody, but you know. Right. <laughs> yeah, so then we see that it's they're basically right outside the, his crime institute or whatever. It's just him in there and his assistant. Very weird. <laughs> and it looks like a, it's a compound. And like you said, he <laughs> looks like he's a freaking cult leader. So this whole episode, I kept waiting for the bait and switch. I kept oh. thinking that he was really the monster of the week the whole time. Yeah. I'm wondering if they wanted you to think that. <laughs> right. Like, I, I, if they were like, we've done this so he's many times He's stolen disguise the whole time or something. Right. 
But no, he's like, um, I also know about Shocker. Are you surprised? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hell yeah, I'm surprised, you freak. Why um, anyway, uh, so, you know, he p- takes him aside to talk to him. He calls after his daughter, like, hey, don't don't wander off too far, you know, while we're having a conversation because it's not safe. So that's when we find out that someone's after him. He's been yeah, worried. So Diller was just about to grab the girl, but, like, he called her back. Yeah, just in time. Because, they, like, they're looming around the fences. Yeah. And like, ah, drat. We didn't get her. So then it goes back to Shocker. Yeah, so this is interesting. So it's something like the Kurobe Gorge or whatever. This is the weak point of Japan. We're seeing this map with, like, a red line through it. And so what he's basically pointing out is a fault line. And the plan is we're going to nuke it, split the land in two. And then we'll be able to take dot, over the country. Yeah. Dot, 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 profit. Profit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is what blows me away. So we're, like, getting... It's just offhanded comments that, that we get, and then we dig really deep into them when, like, we're thinking way more than the writers who did. Uh-huh. When we're talking about, like, shocker law and all this stuff. Um... He says the bomb is coming from the homeland. Yeah. Like the shocker homeland? Yeah. <laughs> or are we talking like, yeah, what is that? What, what, what homeland? Yeah. yeah. Where's the shocker homeland? I thought shocker was a global terrorist organization. Yeah. But they have a homeland? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> you think it's, are you think and we're talking about Germany? Yeah, I don't know. He doesn't even say his homeland. He says the homeland. Yeah, the homeland. <laughs> so it's just like. Yeah, maybe Germany. Yeah. I don't know, or maybe like moon base. I don't. It's like, <laughs> I would not. I mean, would be surprised if Shocker has a moon base. I mean, why not? Right. <laughs> um. So this plan. I mean, I, I could see it. The thing is, this is the kind of event that not. It wouldn't just destabilize Japan. It would mess up pretty much anywhere that has a coast. Yeah. Uh, because that's going to be a huge tsunami or uh yes. tidal wave you know that's going to cause like worldwide Run if you were panic. able to split japan in half with a nuke so of course they'll be like okay uh well the, the toe dealer's like well i've been trying but i can't grab this little girl oh because he it basically zol's like okay so what's the what's the 411 on the guy that knows this plan and needs to be erased and he's like oh well we're trying to kidnap the daughter but dang it she's slippery uh it's like, it's like <laughs> could you just shot him yeah, it's like, <laughs> trust me, I'm not, it's no mistake why, what my suck is this episode. Yeah. I got, I've got some, I'm going to talk in length about this one, because <laughs> there's so he was much over, wrong He was kind of out in the field. So I mean, he could have just like, sniper, out. <laughs> right. <laughs> so the idea is that they want to kidnap the daughter, so that way they can get the guy okay, I to guess give they, him the files. I guess they can't just kill him. Because there's no telling where the file is. Right. And then their plan might get out. So, yeah, I can go with that. I, I had considered that, and I have counter like counter arguments Well, to no, there's, there's counter arguments for everything. Yeah, it's like, it just is, burn is. the place down. Right. <laughs> yeah, or, you know, oh, my God. So, anyways, the, the or, plan. I don't know, don't care. <laughs> the plan is to get take her hostage, have him come up to them, give them the stuff they need, end him. And he's like, so now let's test out your nerve gas. Yeah. <laughs> Bring in the prisoner. So this is the first one I'm like, ah, Toad having, Frog having nerve gas seems legit. Yeah, this is this is one of the more legit, this is a stretch that I'm okay with. I'm like, yeah, no, no, no. It's just more of a, it's a gas attack <laughs> so version. The, yeah. I mean, frogs have venom and stuff, so no problem. Yeah. Uh, and so they bring a prisoner out. He spits him with the gas. He laughs hysterically and I guess dies. Yeah. So it's like one of those, it's like a laughing. But does he die? Yeah, that's a good question. Is he getting knocked out or is he dead? Uh, because like Zol's like because now that you mention it, at the end of the episode, the dad doesn't die. He, so so I think he's just knocked out because Zol actually says when he kicks him down the stairs, like now nobody's gonna believe him. Yeah. Oh, it's because he. It also they also lose their memory. Yeah, it's a mind wiping guess. We don't find that out until the end of the episode. Right. 
But yeah, so like it, makes, it all comes together. Now, now it's actually like stretching even farther. But I don't know. Maybe those insects forget after they're sprayed with venom. <laughs> yeah. I... <laughs> the funny thing is, is like they've had. I mean, I know why they don't do this, but like they're they've had monsters with serious damage attacks. Oh yeah, like that one that like killed itself because it was too powerful. Uh-huh. That, like would like liquefy people's in a room. Mm-hmm. It's like they made it so that they wouldn't have more of those because. Only that wrestler guy was strong enough to do it, or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. he was. He was a uh, like a physical specimen. Not, and, not the yeah. wrestler. He was. It was the soccer player. The soccer player was the one that could kick the ball through the. Oh yeah, that's right. The force field or whatever. And it was the wrestler. Yeah. Yeah, the wrestler is the one that had. No, now you got me thinking. It was. It was within the same block of episodes, at the very least. I think it was. It was the wrestler because they wanted to kill everybody at the wrestling event. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly that. <laughs> the greatest soccer plan ever. <laughs> Satan mask. Yeah, Satan mask. <laughs> um, but they've had like flamethrowers and like electricity and like all this stuff. And some, gas. some memory wiping gas. Yeah, I think the mushroom and then the gas, the one that that melted everyone into nothing, was those are the two ones that I think were the worst. Yeah, as far as like the most damage that they could do. Um, the mushroom I think was really the the. The strongest one that they've thought of, and I don't know why they didn't just do it again, but elsewhere. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I mean, <laughs> there's plenty of time. I mean, we find it in all the shows. We're just like, that was a really strong one. Mass produce it? Yeah. I mean, it double. Yeah. Like, why isn't everybody on the corner have virus? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you want to wipe out the world, just give them virus. Because that was like a weak example. Yeah. It's like a weapon, or what was it? The the harm one, or the one the guy the guy that could like turn into a, like make his hand out of bullets and stuff like that. Oh, um, maim. Oh, geez, it wasn't weapon. Uh, starts. Was that the one that starts with a V? Violence? No, was it wasn't it? violence. No, because he was the big weird looking Frankenstein thingy. Um, maim, malice. Mm. Oh well. Um. That doesn't really matter. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong. Uh, two shows from now, um, right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they test the the gas, and now to turn. Now that we've watched the whole show and we'll go back, it's a brainwashing gas. It's a uh, a, a forget me not gas. Yeah, you laugh until you forget everything. Yeah. So they're like, okay, let's go do this, and they're walking up on the the crime institute, which is, I guess, uh, like an Indiana Jones style fortress. Yeah. <laughs> they walk up. It's like and- the outside of a like a, a farm. Yeah. Yeah, this is like a low, a low a fence. Low half fence. They're like, let's go. And one of the shocker goons like grabs it and electrifies and dies. And they're just like, nothing. This is pretty intense for a uh, crime research institute. Yeah, I was like, what the <laughs> hell. And there's a bird statue that I. This is again. This was another hint I yeah, thought yeah, of like, how because it's very shocker esque. It is. It's <laughs> like they just repurposed a shocker, the shocker bird statue. They probably thing. did because they don't. <laughs> right. It's like a recording. It's just like. You can only come with an appointment. Like its its eyes light up when it's talking. Yeah, I've taken a picture of you, so now we know. Yeah, it's like ah, you're intruders. We're taking pictures. You should leave now. And they're like, oh dang it, they got us. Uh, let's let's go around. <laughs> and the so, yeah. worst part is, is, we find out later, Toe Dealer could jump really high, dude. The <laughs> fence, I could jump over that fence. Not now, I'm a big fatty, but back then, <laughs> yeah. like no, I the first I, twenty I, years I, of my life, I could have vaulted that fence. No I problem. Could, I could jump over it. 
by like running and diving over. Oh, like head first? Yeah, I guess I could still do that. Yeah. It's I mean, I would land hard on the, <laughs> on the inside. But life or death, if I had to clear that fence, I could good do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so that's or I'd hit the fence and die. Either way. <laughs> honestly, I thought it was a smart episode at first because I was like, yeah, yeah, they, they can't go over the fence because this is. Like I said, that guy is lying, and he's part of the team. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's just like <laughs> like the whole time I'm like, yeah, this guy's shifty as hell. <laughs> <laughs> but no, they just stopped because a talking bird statue told them they had pictures taken, which to me, it's like, okay, now we have even more reason to go in there, screw the consequences. Yeah, and then it comes back, and I guess they went to the one-hour photo and developed it, because this is 1970s. <laughs> it takes like four hours to develop a photo. Uh-huh. And he's showing it to Hayato, who's just in the base, I guess. He's yeah. just been there the whole time. See, look, they're still around the estate. Now, do you believe me? <laughs> now, this part kills me. This part kills me because he just he just confirmed he's showing this guy proof that there are people coming after him. Look at that weird toad creature and these people in masks. Yeah. And Hayato's like, where's your daughter? Oh, she's just playing in the yard. It's okay, though. I have my assistant with her. He's like, is that safe? And he's like, oh, there's nobody can get in, in the world. Th- th- nobody can get in as long as they stay in the fence. Yeah. Um, This low-hanging fence. It's see-through because it's, it's like a mesh. So it's like oh, chain-link fence <laughs> on a, like a, a hill. It's like this is the kind of fence that you wouldn't want a medium-sized dog <laughs> yes. because it could hop this <laughs> fence. So does he talk about the plan here? Um. Well, first she gets kidnapped. Okay, and I, well, no, no, no. He talk. You're saying is he talking about the the lady? Yes. Okay. I believe I believe that's literally right after. Let me look at my little notes here. No, that's later. No, that's later. Yeah. Uh, so the um, this is her. This is literally them having a conversation to foreshadow the fact that she's going to be kidnapped in five. So they're seconds. playing badminton in the backyard <laughs> with this with his uh. With, with the is, assistant, which is funny because we were just talking about badminton. Um, and she knocks the startle conk out of the out mm-hmm. of the yard. Do you think he told the assistant to keep her in? No. I, that's exactly what I'm saying is it's like. and I Okay. And isn't this fence electrified? Right. Do they just have a switch or does the fence know that it's safe? Because at first I was thinking, okay, this must all be automatic, even though it's way past the technology of that era. It's all, it must all be automatic. And yeah, so it's creating cyborgs, so whatever. The, the, yeah, these people are safe and these people aren't safe because later on when he's activating all the switches, it's manual. And I'm like, okay. Yes. You activating the switches, you weren't even able to stop somebody from coming in. So yeah. the, why the hell did you trust Because the girl just hops over the fence. Yeah, electric fence. That was that. You were so safe. My child is safe. There's an electric. <laughs> Bam! Kidnapped. Instant yeah. kidnapping. Immediately napped. Like I, <laughs> it's almost like you just tell your daughter she's in danger, so she's yeah. at least freaking out. At least out, tell the it. assistant. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't find it. Go deeper in the woods. It's there somewhere. Just look around. Yeah. Ask that man in the costume. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sir, can you tell my child, who is something like 40 feet from me, whether or not you see anything? So then it goes to, it cuts to the racing club. Yeah, it's right in the back of my van. <laughs> yes. Right next to the candy. Um, So it goes back, it cuts to the racing club after the girl gets kidnapped. Yes. And it's Goro, and he's got a frog. Yeah, he's sitting there playing with the frog. Because he knows what episode he's in. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> um, and the, the, Goro's the, read the script. <laughs> that's right. He's got script awareness. Yeah. He's always one step ahead. Yeah. So, um, so he's screwing around with the frog, and the girls start to walk in, and he's like, oh, very quickly, he puts it away, hides it behind his back. And the girls, they come in and they set down these three things of, I want to say ice cream? It's ice cream. It's either ice cream or yogurt. It's ice cream. Because, yeah, I'll talk about that. So, so 
they say something. He asks, like, basically, did you get something for me? And he's like, we would, but you're a big boy now, so uh-huh. we don't have to serve you. Because there's three I of them. I don't think that they thought he was going to be there. <laughs> yeah. So there's three of them, and they got three ice creams. Yeah. Because I think it's literally like, I think Mari says something like, oh, we didn't know you were here or something like that. Um, I can't remember exactly how it was worded, but I the way I took it was that they came in just to eat their ice cream. He was there, and it's like, oh, sorry about you. We only brought three. Yeah. It wasn't malicious. No. But it also wasn't, we weren't thinking about you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I, we, didn't, we didn't even consider you when we went to go get ice cream. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's like you could you could, you could could see a child being angry about it. But yeah. You like can also a, see how an adult would be like, eh. Whatever. You know, whatever. Um, And, like, Mari could have been like, I'll share some with you. Whatever. But, no. So he's so he's just like that's fine. I don't need it. And he whips out the fro- and he whips out the frog and he scares the girls away with a, a Nike frog. <laughs> right. To be fair though, because he has some green in there. At first, you could think maybe it's a salad or something <laughs> until he whips out the frog and he's like, "I'm gonna touch you with it. It's sticky." And they're like, oh. "They ran out of the room." He closed the door, puts the frog down, and starts eating ice cream. Yeah. Oh, and dude, does he eat ice? cream? He's shoveling full mouthful. <laughs> yeah. This kid, he takes a mouthful of ice cream that I would I know just that bit right there is gonna give me brain freeze. <laughs> and before he even swallows he puts in another and that's why i was like this has got to be whipped cream or something because that kid is gonna hate life then i tell you about like um at 31 which is what they call baskin robbins in japan they just call it 31 flavors um i have several funny stories about uh, about going to baskin robbins in japan but the, the thing is is like you'd get ice cream to go mm. and they'd put dry ice in the bag they just throw a raw hunk of dry ice in the bag why to keep it cold? To keep it cold. But that could burn you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but that's like, just ridiculous. In Japan, they'll just be like, if you burn it, it's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> you, know the, you know the risks. Yeah. So there's just a hunk of dry ice on the ice cream. Here's the bag. See you later. <laughs> All, right. All right. But um, so the door opens, and it's Tachibana and Taki, and the girls basically went to go get them. Yeah, they went and complained. The same way you would to, like, uh, like a a TV girl would go get a guy to kill a spider uh-huh. or something like that. And they're like, oh, what's going on here? There's always the joke of like some people is like, oh, you kill a spider. Say, it's a spider. But somebody in house and burn the house down. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have no problem with spiders. I have actually a bigger problem with toads than I do with spiders. Yeah, I I have a problem. I don't have any problem with something that's not destructive. That's, that's how I feel about it. Like, uh, I don't actually, I don't hate rats. If we could teach them to not destroy the house, I would be okay with having rats in the house. But that's not the case. They're dirty. They're destructive. You know, get the hell out of here. Spider, what does it do? It takes up residence in the corner. Eventually, it's going to die. Then I'll just clean up the yeah, cobweb. I, I, like, uh, you know, I have like a mild phobia of uh, lizards. Lizards. But like toads are like on that cusp, like toads and frogs. They're not mm-hmm. quite lizards. So I'm more okay with them. I still wouldn't like taking a bath in them or something. Right. But like snakes and stuff, I'll like. I like not walk in front of a garden snake or something like that. It's just like, oh, fair <laughs> yeah. My for me on that regard is how slimy they are. Like I don't want to have to clean stuff up <laughs> if I don't have to. So like that's why I don't like slugs anywhere near me. Not that I'm afraid of a slug, just that they're sticky. Now I have to wash my hands. But then, but then when it comes to spiders, leaving... crush them with bare, bare hand. Don't care. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's just it. Like even when you crush them, you might get a little bit of like. I also have a goop. S- I also have a slight phobia of birds, but you know, well, oh, birds are gross though. You can get really <laughs> sick from a bird. <laughs> yeah, I I think it. Like, I think it has something to do with movement. Oh, the way they move is all jerky and weird? Yeah, because I have no problem. Dude, that's like, actually a known phobia for yeah. people. Like, you, there's a lot of different ways that you can make quick jerky movements. Yeah, so, scary. like, the thing is, is, like, I have no, the the fear reaction of birds does not affect me at all on a screen. Mm-mm. It's only in, in uh, like, person. Yeah, in person, yeah. and only when they're, like, close 
But um, so it's like a, not a super phobia. Like I'm, I'm scared to go outside or something like that. No, it's just like no. I won't hold them. I won't want to be near them unless they're cooked. Yeah, <laughs> I almost feel like there should be a word if there isn't one already. That's like a lesser version. It's like you're not. You would probably just put mild in front of it. Yeah, my yeah. That's just it. There's just if the, you could say mild phobia. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like there should be a word for that. Yeah, but then I feel like there should be a word for everything. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then it's just like what's the point of adjectives? Yeah, yeah whether well, what is the point of an adjective? I guess. I guess that's the idea is like get rid of very and you know yeah mild like you don't need that get out of here yeah. but makes it i feel like those words the purpose of those words is if for lack of a better word you use those yeah so that's why i'm I mean, always hunting for something and then it's it, i mean there's a find out there's a phobia for everything oh there's yeah. a phobia of small holes and if there isn't somebody you can just make one up yeah you just got to figure out the latin for small holes and then yeah obia <laughs> greek yeah, well, Greek, Latin, whatever. Just make it. <laughs> you use uh, the, the proper way to do it is you find the Greek because that's where phobia comes from. Mm. The word, uh, find the Greek unless the Greek phobia has already been taken by something else. Uh huh. That's why I have aquaphobia, even though it's Latin. Yeah. Because hydrophobia is is uh, rabies. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason. <laughs> uh, I'm sure there's like a logic to it if you pay attention. It, it's something like it makes you scared of water. Well, no, rabies does make you scared of water. Absolutely. Yeah. It's actually you. It makes animals scared of water, and for you, the reason why you you can't drink it is because like the muscles you yeah. can't swallow as well. So you're like your your body is fighting you from choking, even though you can swallow it. <laughs> yeah. It's just your body needs to stop fighting you. Yeah, but no, you're dead. At that point, you're already dead. There's no cure. I'm sorry, you're done. Uh, but but, but anyways, gloomy, that being said, morbid. Uh, uh, yeah. the girl, the the boy, the guys come in. And uh, right, this is the fun part of the show. Not we're not talking about rabies. <laughs> so they uh, they come in and they are like basically they're like good plan, Goro. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because they come in and they're like, oh, let's see the 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 frog, and he whips it out, and then he like runs at the girls again. So they go out, and, and then the guys are like, oh, there's three ice creams here, and then they so they both sit down and take the other two. It's <laughs> so all three just mowing down on this ice cream, and the girls are like, you owe us. Yeah. <laughs> this is BS. You'll pay us back. <laughs> And so uh, the phone rings, the phone rings and Mari's like, it's for you talking. And she's like being a real jerk about it because she literally holds it up and like doesn't say anything. Here's here's like one word. And she's like, it's for you talking. Yeah. And she's like shaking it at him. And, and he's, he's like, like, oh, who is who is it? And he's like, ask them. Basically, I'm not your secretary. You're eating my ice cream. Right. <laughs> you literally just stole from me. Right. <laughs> I'm not going to answer your phone. <laughs> what do you say? Hell hath no fury like a woman starving. The, the, a woman starved. That's starved. What, yeah, that's what. uh um, uh, Tachibana says, "Hell hath no fury like a woman starved." I'm like, that's a good one. Yeah, I don't know yeah. how well that translates, but that's a good line, no matter what. If it, if it's I mean, that's why we have the word hangry. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a guy that came up with that. Yeah, no. <laughs> so he calls, and it's Hayato. There's a frog monster. A girl kidnapped. Yeah, everybody's you know, like, usual, whoa, 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 whoa! Everyone's gathering around the phone. Nani. <laughs> Yeah, and then um, so this is when we get to see what's the reason why all this is happening. Yes, now now it's like. So it goes back to the not cult leader. Yeah. And he's saying that they want this file. Remarkably calm for his daughter being kidnapped. Totally calm. Yeah. I feel like, you know, if you're you run a crime institute, he knows he's got 72 hours. <laughs> yeah. It's only been two. So, yeah, we got <laughs> plenty of time. I got Common Rider here. Yeah. 70 hours is 69 more than we need. Nice. <laughs> so uh, he. He says basically there's this woman who was in an expedition. There was an expedition in the Andes Mountains, I think it was. Uh, all of them died except this one woman, and she found a shocker base, and she saw the great leader's face. Yes. Well, they don't call it great. Le- shocker leader base. Yeah. We know him as great leader. 
you and I, we know him as the great leader. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Um, but she's forgotten her memories. And if we can get her back and work on my mind probe machine. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> I, I would the way he's dressed. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Up to this point, I still feel like he's in on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we can get her on this mind scope and we can find out what she knows. But uh, Shocker wants me to find this plan because I also have a, a file. Yeah. Because it's like. His file is like. It's it's different from what she knows. Right. And then it's different from what. So basically the way I've rationalized it after the fact is that they, they couldn't just take him out from a distance because they don't know what, what he knows. Yeah. What he knows. Um, and so getting him and then getting this lady, two different things. Yes. And I guess he's just like spending his whole life been studying Shocker, and this is like all the information he has on Shocker. Mm-hmm. And she's like another piece of that puzzle. Yeah. Uh, that's guessing what I'm doing. I mean, uh, we're, we're, we're just filling in gaps because they don't explain it. No. Uh, because as they're talking because it's about 1971. It, <laughs> um, this lady's getting attacked by Shocker. Yes. Like she's getting mauled. They're gonna get. They're gonna silence her once and for all. Except Taki's there to save her. So we're assuming the phone call to Taki was to get him to go to her. Yeah. Ahead of time, like yeah. this is we're seeing a discussion in two parts or whatever. Yeah. Uh, which she does. Like she's about to get taken out. He or we in, learn, learn later yeah. about the connection. It's possible that enough time had for Taki to go to Hayato, and then they both go there. Right. Right. Because yeah. Hayato shows up. Like, 30 seconds later, because yeah, she needs yeah. to be saved again. Yeah, so he, he's <laughs> like, you go on ahead, I'm going to fight these two goons, and then uh, Gamagwila shows up to catch her, like, haha, I finally got you, and then Hayato shows up with Yuri? He drives up. He, she's and, she's and, on the bike with him, he's like, hey, I'm going to go fight Shocker, you want to just hop on and kind of, you know. she, uh, she wasn't on the bike, she just appeared out of nowhere. No, no, she was on the bike. I he, he, he rode past the, the, the oh. toad, he jumps out of the way, they both get off. Oh, okay, I didn't see And her. he tells her to go get the girl, and it's like, okay, so you get the... You get the other girl that could, I mean, she can fight, but <laughs> you're just putting another person in danger. Now you have two people you got to watch because they're not going to be able to fight the Toad dude. Yeah, it's like, why wasn't it Tachibana? Yeah, why not Tachibana? Somebody expendable. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, that's the way they, they treat him, right? Yeah. You can kind of fight. <laughs> he, like, he's, you've he's, been ca- kidnapped half as much as the others. Yeah. You he's, he's, ba- he's like a half step above Yuri. Yeah. I guess. It's a, I mean, that's definitely... He's at least a man, as far as the show's concerned. Yeah. He could fight off three goons, where she can only fight off two. Yeah, two. Almost three. <laughs> um, yeah, he's, he's three goons worth, and they start doing some calculations. So, on average, he'll survive 1.2 times the encounter, or just whatever. You know, yeah. They do the math. Carry uh, the one. Uh, he had brain freeze. He couldn't come. <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, seriously. So, this is the funny thing. So, you don't see this very often. Uh, his fat comes loose. I mean, it doesn't fall off. It just comes at a weird angle. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, you mean in the, when, he, when he's tensioned? He, no, when he rolls off. He rolls the out white of the way. cap? Yeah, his white cap is just like a little bit off. It doesn't fall off. But, but it is, they're probably using like uh, pins to like keep it oh, to his yeah, head and yeah. stuff. But it comes off a little bit. But then he goes to henshin and it's back to being normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you see he dodges some gas and then he, he henshins. So now we get the actual fight. Yes. Um, and I'm wondering why you even have... Does the gas ever come into play against Common Rider in this episode? Not against Common Rider. Okay, it just—it's just a type blue sense at the end of the show. Right, right, right. I mean, it's not like the first time that he's fought a, a gas thrower, yeah. gas. So shepherd. he transforms and uh, has a little sword fight. Yes, because the first thing he does in every fight of this episode 
is takes one of Shocker's goon's sword. Yeah. First thing. Yeah, he disarms one and then beats the rest with and the sword. And then the rest is a sword fight. Just give him a sword. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, just let him have this one. This is the reason why like most writers have swords, because sword fights are easier to choreograph, I guess. <laughs> yeah, rather than have an excuse for why he keeps taking another... It's almost like, hey guys, we keep getting slashed to death. Yeah. Let's just get punched. What do you think? Yeah. Um. Although I don't know. I think I'd rather survive a sword slash than get demolished by a dude that can punch a tank or whatever. Yes. So they're fighting, and then Toe Diller's like, out! Yeah, he, he pulls out a whip, so whip versus sword. Common uh, Rider, he like he gets his sword wrapped up in the whip, and then he does a flip to dodge. At this point now, Toad's got the high ground, and I'm thinking, oh, okay, let's see where this goes. Toad's like, see you later. Dips out. <laughs> yeah. Take this opportunity to go. We already got the girl. Yeah. And I guess we failed to kill the, the lady, so we might as well just cut our yeah. losses. I can respect that. Just to keep focus on the goal. Your <laughs> yeah. goal is not to kill Common Rider. Your goal is to stop them from stopping you from nuking the the fault. Yeah. Right. So they're running away, and Taki takes out the link with weakest link. He he like oh to, he, yeah he, they're, they're walking they're doing a single file jogging line. Who knows how many miles they need to jog? And he totally takes out the last dude in it and starts disrobing. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, Taki, it's not that serious. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he, but no, he's just switching outfits. Yeah. They should just have some spare Shocker outfits around. Seriously, at this point now, you should have tons of clothes. So they follow uh, Shocker, and they get to like a float on the river. <laughs> I don't know what this is supposed to be. I, I, I think what it's supposed to be is like an underwater elevator. I guess, yeah. Goes to an underwater base mm-hmm. that they don't blow up. Yeah, just like first time. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I I'm in I mean, my they, head cannon. They went back later. Itself because he ends up jumping through the roof again. <laughs> oh yeah, there's that. So there's like you know water is flooding. So in. he follows them, and for the first time they don't instantly recognize that it's Taki. Right. And yeah, then he they, actually it's mission infiltration successful this episode. They go in, and the girl is just on the brainwashing bed on the be- brainwashing <laughs> table. I do want to say this though. There's this scene where you see it like getting submerged, the little the thing, the elevator, if you will. And they have it it's clearly like a bucket that they're sinking right next to the bank. Yeah. Um and this is one of those times where because the sense of scale is so off, like you could clearly see the ferns and whatnot. If this was exactly the way it's supposed to be, they're in the weirdest jungle in the world where <laughs> yeah. these ferns are like forty feet. High. <laughs> yeah. So they should have just shown the water in it getting, you know, submerged because <laughs> it goes from a big thing that human being like six or seven things could fit into to being like clearly a bucket at the side of the river. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's just you know one of those things. Budget, yeah, what have you? They should have just they have been twelve like, cents to make this show, right? <laughs> but yeah, so this little girl, she's uh, asleep, passed out on this table where they're gonna make the next cyborg. Yeah, that's a brainwashing <laughs> like, table. What are, they, what are they doing here? Um, the whole show about this girl. She actually is a cyborg. She has superpowers now. Uh, t- t- she's talking saved her right before they did the brainwashing thing, which they always do last. Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> so, um. So he finds her and he's thinking to himself, oh, it's so horrible that they would do this to a girl. <laughs> Lay her on a table. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, the kidnapping is the bad part. Uh-huh. <laughs> and threat right. to kill her. You know, those things are bad. Right. But... It's just that it seems like he's, it's horrible that she's like laid out on this table. And it's like, <laughs> well, I mean, they could have killed her, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so an alarm goes off. There's an attack on the base. Yeah. So everyone leaves except for Taki, who then takes his helmet off, or his hat off. Because, you know, infiltration complete. I've got the girl, so take the hat <laughs> off. The, I'm sorry, the mask. The mask, yeah. And uh, picks her up, and then Kamen Rider comes in, slashing goods, because he got a sword again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because he literally, at the end of the last fight, threw the sword into the ground. Yes. Like, 
and then he gets another sword. <laughs> He's just picking him up left and right. Yeah. So uh, they fight in the base, and uh, Todiller comes in. It's just another fight in the yeah, base. Yeah, it's just a little fight than the last fight. They just have this honest. set. Yeah. They just have the set where they fight on the Chalker base, because Chalker bases are mass produced. Oh, sure. <laughs> what we know is this is the same set over and over again. <laughs> and that's what I would do. Yeah. I'd be like, I mean, I would. Yeah. I, I would say, like, uh, people are like, why is there always the same base? I'm like, they're mass produced. Why wouldn't that be? Right. I mean, that's that's $5 you can spend on a suit. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's uh, that's money in your pocket for a pizza party or just whatever the hell you <laughs> yeah, want to do. Yeah. Making uh, rider tokens. <clears throat> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, and he jumps in through the roof. It's yep. like the fourth time we've seen this in this series. And, the toad actually has the proper reaction to that, where he's just like, "What? Yeah, because- all those people are dead. Yeah, <laughs> you just killed them, you madman. <laughs> it's like we just kidnapped her. You murdered her. <laughs> yeah, but you no, see- they're totally fine. You see this a lot in like, uh, like in superhero shows with somebody with super speed when they're carrying somebody. Hmm. Um, the Flash has an explanation for it. They they BS the Speed Force protects the people he's carrying. Right. Um, speed Force is it's magic. But um, but like Superman doesn't use the Speed yeah, Force. Yeah, they go out of the way to explain that it's his physical strength. Not he's not tapped in. To yeah. The speed Force. It's like, so just if he's carrying fast. somebody moving super fast, they're dead. Yeah, they're getting the G Force. They're like bending over backwards across his bicep <laughs> and just like kind of flailing in the wind like spaghetti. So they have to do things like he wraps them in his cape, which is invulnerable. Also, yeah. <laughs> so but, it's one of those things where anytime somebody bursts through a wall i just call it styrofoam physics like yeah. they know that the wall the, the world is made of styrofoam and anything they well, run this whole into thing is about, just like, gonna break in, apart safely uh the mr t comic mm. back in like the 80s it was supposed to be about like actual mr t like fighting any sort of crime and you know lessons and stuff uh-huh uh but like it's to the point where like he's got like nine superpowers in the book by being things like breaking through cement walls and oh, stuff like that. Kool-Aid man. <laughs> yeah, and being just being able to do almost anything, like disappearing out of nowhere, or like the time steps being off and like seeing two places at once. <laughs> you know, all these type of things. But yeah, so uh if you, if a common rider's touching you, you're protected by the rider force, I guess, and you're able to <laughs> jump through the ceiling. Let's go with that. <laughs> But speaking of Kool-Aid, man, uh, his daughter's return to the dad. Yeah. <laughs> Who's Sorry. just working. Yeah, he's just working. His daughter's been kidnapped, and he's just yeah. doing his duty. He's been busy making the memory machine thing. <laughs> yeah. And again, I just want to point this out. At this point, still, I believe, like, I still believe this dude is secret bad guy. <laughs> so he she's Because like, you didn't see Zol in that entire <laughs> yeah. thing. And you're thinking, oh, it's Zol in disguise. It's freaking Zol. I, no. Man, so, so disappointed. So the girl's like, "I'm back, Dad." She's like, "Oh," and then the and then the uh like the rest of them come in, including the uh, the assistant. And I wanted to be just like, "Oh, you're a bad dog. You're fired." Yeah, <laughs> seriously, get out of here. You're horrible. Get out of here. You almost killed my daughter. Out. <laughs> like I, at the very least, I'm paying you to retrieve the shuttle cop. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you're fired. At the very least. Um. So they have the memory machine. Yeah, and we see we see Shocker looming. They're like standing on a water tower right next to the Crime Institute. It's like literally, if we needed another excuse for how they can get over that little fence. <laughs> yeah, it's just like. <laughs> but they're all just standing on top of it, laughing. Um, can be a glider. I'll get that in the phone. <laughs> So, yeah, it looks like your typical, I think everyone's got this image of, like, you know, if you had a brain cap with some stuff sticking out of it. It is. It's a, it's a plastic salad bowl with some <laughs> headphones attached. Yeah. And they just slap some stuff on the side to make it look like surgery. Yeah. Why not? Old school. But the thing is, is, like, in my mind, I'd be like, if he did slapdash this together, maybe it actually is a salad bowl. 
<laughs> He's like, I'm just putting this thing together quickly. I'm not supposed to go out. Chucker's gonna kill me. I just gotta make this stuff with stuff in the kitchen. Right. Especially <laughs> if you're trying to do like um like deep hypnotism or whatever. You're trying to recall her memories and so to make her think she has the power, you put a salad bowl on her head that has some frills, um, some whistles. So then we get the her memories, yeah, which so is a very leading memory thing, because the guy is just pretty much telling this is what you did, and then this, and then this, and then this. Yeah, he starts because telling I her get, what happened because I'm being paid more than you are, so I have more lines. So <laughs> and yeah, so basically, she survived whatever happened. She was gone like oh, for she days. got caught in like an avalanche or something like that. But it was in a she got into a shocker cave, and so she saw Shocker's plan. Yeah, so she yeah she walks up, she finds a is door. Is it the Shocker homeland? Which means that it is in Germany because it's all mountainous and cold. Yeah, but where's the Andes? I don't know. I actually don't know where the Andes is. To be honest, when they first said the names, I thought they said Alps, and then it was it was Andes in this scene, and I'm like, oh, they must have said Andes, and I just thought they said Alps. Maybe they said Alps. I don't know. But then I'm wondering if they said both. <laughs> yeah. And who cares? Mountains. Yeah, mountains. They should have just been nonspecific. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but yeah, so she hears the door, and then she opens the door, and she sees Great Leader, at which point... There's an image on the screen. So the th- we find out that the memory sh- machine's connected to like a TV monitor, and you can see what she's thinking, but it's dark and fuzzy, and you can't really make out. And so this is the first time is. you see, quote unquote, Great Leader. Yeah, it's like the general image. So everyone's like, oh, come on, focus harder. Come on, start thinking more. And they're like, you know, <laughs> touching her and stuff. Perfect. Yeah, that's going to make her. And so they hear. Go into her mind. So it turns out perfectly, that even though that like Great Leader has like a billion plans, this is the plan that's happening now. Yeah. Yeah. So because they're. October 10th is when the nuke is flown into uh, the secret airbase. And they're like, October 10th? That's today. That's today. What it would suck if that was yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sh- oh. End of the episode. Oh, everything starts shaking. Um, but you know, that, the- that's the scene you got to see in a movie. When is the, when is the bomb going to go off? Now. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> Damn. Um, so obviously she's like, she's like, oh, I can't, you know, she's straining real hard. And they're like, come on, you can do it, focus. <laughs> nah, they're not really screaming. Right <laughs> but they're, <laughs> but they're, they're pretty stoked about maybe seeing Great Leader. Yeah. And so she trains real hard. You see him duck down and she's looking at this. The, the bird. The, yeah, the bird thing. And I get, I'm assuming this is where it does the memory wipe or whatever. Like whatever happens to her in this memory is so powerful that the memory machine explodes on top of her head. And yeah. She passes out. Yeah. So. I'm assuming that's when Great Leader noticed that she was watching and whatever happened yeah. happened, right? Because uh, she lost her memories that time, and then remembering it made her lose her memories again. Yeah, it's that uh, bad. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, with perfect dramatic timing, the alarm goes off, and they're like, oh, what? what's going on? Shocker's attacking. That's what's going on. And they're like, take her up to the, take her away. Take her out of the scene. Yeah, get, get her out of the scene. Go, and the rest of you go with her, too, so I'm alone by myself. Yeah. And so, a, <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, Indiana Jones is this thing. Yeah. <laughs> so he's just like, oh, I'll show you trying to get in here. And I, I haven't had a chance to test this, and I didn't want it against people, but since you're here, da, da, da. Yeah, so Gamagula's just walking down the hallway, and he's like, ha, take this flame trap. So yeah, basic. Yeah. <laughs> so here he is. What is this? It's a gargoyle head mounted on the side of this this regular hallway. Yeah, it's a regular <laughs> hallway with a very obviously out of place Walmart mount, and it very obviously starts shooting fire. So and this is when that we see handily. that he jumps twelve feet over the air. Yeah, which meant that that like four foot, the three foot fence was nothing. Nothing. <laughs> and then and then he presses it, and it's like firework dart guns th- things. Yeah. yeah, firework dart guns. And he gets through it. And I'm like, that's it. Yeah, that was it. That was his two part. Security system. Uh, three parts, sorry. Electric fence, firewall mount, bullets? 
on a budget <laughs> or fireworks on a budget just something uh, kevin McAllister could do better yes <laughs> yes absolutely <laughs> give him 12 bucks and a and a trip to the hardware store that guy is dead dead he's not coming back <laughs> So yeah, he walks into the room and the guy's like, "Oh, my stuff didn't work. Dang it!" Have you seen uh, Draft. the uh, the quote unquote R rated Home Alone? R rated? Well, so what it is they do? I showed you the R rated Spider Man. Oh, where they like use modern special effects uh-huh. to make the things actually do. And so what they did is they do a like retelling of like they just use scenes, but they like use uh, the modern special effects. Like they. Um, computer generate the actual injuries. Oh, and so oh. like three, three, three traps in, they're both dead. Yeah, <laughs> and then they're like, then then they have like their twin brothers arrive. Yeah, <laughs> and then they die. Yeah, <laughs> and the whole thing is Kevin McAllister is like a psycho. Seriously, <laughs> like I remember the bowling ball one very yeah. distinctly. I saw that and I'm like, I don't think that's like he the- steps on a straight up nail on the on the oh. on the thing. He uh a like. Uh, a higher an iron an iron like an uh iron drops from like two stories up under yeah. a guy's head. Yeah, they're dead. No, they're- he got funny burn marks though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, he Super got his skull dead. caved in. Is what happened. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, so yeah, the yeah, the guy gets caught. Toad Diller um, comes in, and then um, the guy him. tries to grab the file and run. Yeah, he grabs the yeah, I don't know what that is. Rather than just flee, he cuz here's the thing, it's a it's a study room kind of thing. There's a lot of mechanical gizmos. It would have taken him at least 5 minutes to find that file. Yeah, but he opens it up, grabs the paper and he's holding it there in front of him as he gets gassed. Yeah. And, and so now it just picks up the paper. He's like, "Huh." Well, and Toad Diller snaps his fingers and lights it on fire somehow. Uh because he can do that. Yeah. Um I think I think the idea is that he there was a fire in the room and he lit it off of it or just whatever. He literally like snapped his fingers. In the yeah. fire so weird. Uh, whatever. Uh, where's that power when he's fighting Kamen Rider later? Right. Um, and so the next scene is, is, is him running and Kamen Rider chasing him. Yeah. So he's leaving the crime Institute and Kamen Rider and Taki come back after getting the girl to safety. That's how I've <laughs> yeah. rationalized what's happening. They needed to get everyone on board to get this girl out of here Screw him and himself mm-hmm. and him having the info. Yeah. Knowing he's the one that's being attacked, not her. I don't know. Whatever. So, yeah, they, they chase after him. There's like a little fight, whatever. He gets another sword. And then, little first away. move, flips a guy over, picks up a sword off the ground. Yeah. <laughs> so, another sword fight. Um. Yeah. So, Diller gets away, grabs into a van, drums off. Uh, goes to the airbase right away. Yeah, the secret airbase that would have remained secret. If Todiller hadn't gone straight there. Yeah. I, uh, <sighs> so, a plane comes in, another, like, general from another place. Honestly, from a distance, I thought this was Zul, because it's the same outfit. Same outfit. Probably, same it outfit. probably is the actual same outfit, just another guy wearing it. Right. Cause when, but it's only when you see his face, you realize that's not Zul. Yeah. Um, He's from their homeland. So, nuke safety <laughs> delivered. He's like, this is, in fact, the nuke with the strength to destroy Japan. Salute. <laughs> and, and just to be sure, I am not Zul. Give him my regards. Yeah, regards <laughs> and, to Zul. And then Kamen Rider appears. Yeah. Uh, Toyler shows up first, and then Kamen Rider appears, and he like fights a bunch of people with another sword. And then, um, what? I, I okay, so I do want to know this. What year did Indiana Jones come out? Oh, I don't know. Uh, it would have been after this. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, because because before, at first I was like, this there's some very Indiana Jones because it came out after Star Wars, right? Yeah, and Star Wars was like seventy one or something like that, mm. seventy or seventy one. Yeah, because here's the thing: they start fighting. 
and they jump in the plane and then the the motor kicks up yeah and Kamen Rider has to jump off, like move out of the way and before he gets uh you know the blade spinning and they're fighting in front of it and I was like oh they must have totally seen Indiana Jones but then I was thinking I was like no 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 this is before that right 71 Raiders of the Lost Ark appeared it was 1981 okay so yeah 10 whole years later yeah, yeah. but the thing is it's like Indiana Jones was a um like a movie done in the style of the pulps from the 40s and 50s. Okay, so this those were tropes. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Cuz Indiana Jones was based off of uh the mystery men of uh-huh. like Doc Samson and right. uh, Tarzan and and John Connor and stuff. And that that whole pulp era. Yeah. of like the shadow and all that stuff. So that's a very common thing, but like, you know, but yeah. But it is but Indiana Jones is the one from like our generation that's yeah. like it's it's, it's it, the big era of film. Yeah. Like, well, it, it was the big budget. Yeah. Yeah. But um, the big adventure movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so like yeah, the whole thing was very Indiana Jones. Uh, yeah. They, but they actually from now on, we should, what, we should say Common Rider. Uh, Indiana Jones is very Common Rider. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's exactly right. Um, Flip the script. So uh, yeah, uh, they get on the plane and start flying away. Yeah, he just gets in the plane. It starts to drive off and he's like, ha ha, catch me. And so he gets on the bike and starts racing. He's like, what are you going to do now? Ha ha, and they're in the air. <laughs> and you know what he's going to do? He's going to jump up and he's going to kick the wing. He doesn't even kick the wing. He headbutts. He goes just through it. Oh, okay. So he just <laughs> kicks the re- Oh, that's right. He said ride or jump. He didn't do the kick. Yeah, so he doesn't kick. He just goes straight through the wing, like head first. Yeah, so he hits. Is this a biplane? I feel like it's a biplane. Either way, <laughs> the wing goes crack and it spins for a second and just blows up midair. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Dude, so they're dead. Wasn't there a nuke on there? No, the nuke's still in the ground. Okay. Because they unloaded it. That's right. That's right. That's right. So they could have just let Todiller get away and just <laughs> yeah. gone back. So the <laughs> nuke's just on the ground. But uh, <sighs> so then it cuts to Goro. Goro releasing the frog. Yeah. Being all sad. Time for us to go, you know, type thing. And they're like, oh, you're done with frogs, kiddo? And he's like, oh, heck no. I'm going to. I think he. I think it's because um, one of the girls makes a crack and he's like, I'm going to go get another frog right yeah. now. Like, it's a good thing it's gone. You know, now we can have our ice cream in peace. Mm-hmm. Um. And so he runs up to the girl, the little girl, and he's just like, help me catch a frog. And she's like, no, I'm done with toads. Yeah, I um, hate frogs. I, no, I hate frogs. And, and Taki's just like, hey, you know, if you just want to go get ice cream, just say so. We'll go get some ice cream, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> Enough of the ecological terrorism. <laughs> Let's just go get some ice cream, okay? okay. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, uh-huh. and then it, so it shows... Uh, the professor now dressed like a normal guy. Yeah, this is when he has a suit on and he's sitting. This is so bizarre because they're standing as if they're a family. Yeah. Like the other, the the researcher lady that survived is like really close. This is the exact sort of setup you would have with the husband and wife kid. Yes. yes. And <laughs> so, so I guess well, they're a happy family now. So my, so what we find out is that she's lost her memory, mm-hmm. and he lost his memory from Todd Diller. Mm-hmm. He doesn't remember anything about like he's completely lost his memory. Yeah, he's like, is Shocker real? He doesn't know anything about Shocker. He doesn't know about him being common writer and all this. It's stuff. best that you don't know. Yeah. So in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, did did I told be like you're married? Yeah. I did he set that up? Or did the daughter set that up? Yeah. This is a well, mommy. The thing is she has her memories. Yeah. So she's like, This is my mommy now. Dude, that would be so messed up. <laughs> like, like she totally did that. Yeah. She's just orchestrating the and you let me eat as much ice cream as I want. Yes. I get, you said that my bedtime was ten. <laughs> it was ten o'clock. <laughs> she's like Um And so yeah, so he's just like, It's best you don't know. So that we never have to talk to about show you again because uh-huh. you don't know anything anymore. So it's like who knows what was in that file? Out. Yeah. I didn't. Ha- I didn't even copy it or read it myself. <laughs> right. And I think that's. I think that's what kills me the most is that Shocker had one. 
All all they had to do at this point was for the toad to go somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But no, he's got to oversee it. Yeah. Um. And then it's like Hayato renews his vows or whatever, and he drives off. Uh-huh. So what is your suck? Hostage first. There's no point. It, like, even throughout the entire episode, there was l- no advantage to taking the girl back to your base. It did nothing because um, Kamen Rider just saved her immediately. In fact, without the girl, they still just broke into the base and jacked the dude anyway. Yeah. Like, not only was it super easy to kidnap her at any point, there was no reason to kidnap her. Not even, it's like, we don't even need a fight in the base. It's the same generic sword fight that we see three times in mm. the same episode outside of the base. Yeah. So it, it was like, it's like, we, you don't need a shocker base fight every episode. That's not like, is that the bread and butter? Is like, are you expected to have a shocker base fight? I think, well, it's like, they have the set, so it's cheaper. Yeah, but I mean, they have the regular grass lawn too. <laughs> yeah, I know. They have the airstrip. I just feel like, but the thing is, is they can do, like, from a production standpoint, they can do the shocker base at any time, any mm-hmm. day. They don't have to, it's not a location filming, so it's much cheaper than going outside. Yeah. It's just, the whole thing was, uh, like, I guess what I'm saying, besides just having a kid in the episode, she could have not existed at all, yeah. and the story would have been the exact same. So kidnapping her, it's not like, it's not like the dad came to them. Common Rider came to them. The dad stayed there and continued to work on his memory shooting. Yeah. So it's almost like, ah, eh, my daughter's gone. The way he reacted was like, eh. eh. So in my mind, what it would have been a better story is if the daughter was the one with the hidden memories. Yeah. Yeah. Make her useful. Yeah. Rather than just random person that we don't see until like after the mid splat, right? Like already halfway through. Yeah. Or no, no, she was right before that. Okay, so my bad, my bad. Right before the mid splat is yeah. when she's introduced with zero lines. Yeah. Besides the scream. Yeah, she. Yeah, so it's like it was two character. It was extra characters, but it's like it was just to have a kid. Yeah, yeah, and then and then that's not to mention again just how extremely ridiculously easy it is to to kidnap her. Yeah. Um, they got over the fence when they needed to. <laughs> yes. Like they were all the way in the base, and the two defense systems in place were <laughs> yeah. laughable. Yeah. Like he, it's funny that you mentioned he jumped over the flame. He could he could have he could have just walked <laughs> under it. He yeah. had done the limbo and have been totally fine. Yeah. Um, and by the way, a frog jumping and now that it just makes so much sense. Yeah. <laughs> like now that you mention it, <laughs> he is a frog or a toad. So yeah, for my suck, it is the, uh, the, the idea of just them, of Toadiller just went to the, the base. Mm. I mean, there's a, there's a plenty of like, pro- I mean, he just went to the airport. Mm. Like there's plenty of other problems on the story, but like what's ridiculous and stuff like that. And it was a lot like there was two different stories here they put together. Yeah. Like we have, a, like this is two separate uh, stories. Woman has memories that could do shocker plot. We have to recover those memories. Researcher has uncovered all these secrets of shocker, but won't reveal them until his daughter is safe. Yeah, see, that's just it because the I I thought within with the first half of the episode, my understanding was that she knew about the plan to destroy the fault, and that's why they wanted her. But then we find out no, it's that she has seen great leader. So it's like he knows about their plan to destroy the fault, and she knows about Great Leader, and they're both in the same episode. Maybe that's I yeah maybe it's Great Leader maybe it's not right I I don't know no no like uh because 
because in her memory, that's when they hear about the plot to destroy Japan. Oh, I, yeah, I guess that was the date. She knew the date. So she, they both knew. Like, he needed more I, information. My, in my, my, my thing is, like, he just knew a bunch of stuff. Yeah, he, he knew a bunch of stuff, not necessarily when it's going down. But, like, her was the last uh-huh. bit of information. The or key. Something. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, like, that's, yeah, that's two different stories. That's two different episodes there. Yeah. Different monsters, different episodes. And that just, the, I'm just doubling down on the, the, you don't need her as a hostage thing because they could have easily just went to her house and killed that lady. And then he would, he would just be one of another, like a bunch of people that are like, there's a secret organization of Nazis out there that want to destroy the world, <laughs> rabble, rabble. Yeah. Uh, and they'd be like, okay, That guy. everybody knows about sometimes. Yeah. Somebody's <laughs> going to, somebody's going to nuke the fault at some point. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> uh, but what is your segue? Okay, so, uh, it's going to be kind of weird. The first sword fight in this episode was well choreographed. Yeah. I'm not saying the rest of them were, but the first one was actually, it seemed smooth. It seemed like moves that people would do. A thing about sword fights in film, and something that Kamen Rider does really well in the later seasons, is that if you watch it, this is like really bad in Star Wars, for example, the strikes aren't actually aimed at anybody. You they're could they're be, aimed at, at the sword. Yeah. It, you could actually not respond. The sword would fly right past your head and you could just jab them right in the neck and they're done. Mm-hmm. Um, but in actual sword fighting, like if you were to swing something at me, you're going for my body. You're going for my head. You're actually trying to hit me. And so if I'm blocking or parrying or whatever, it's, you know, life or death, I guess. Not necessarily because we would play fighting or whatever. Or if it's mm-hmm. serious, same thing. I'm like actually trying to dodge or I'm actually trying to parry. So in this case, they were actually going for a kill. Like, they were swinging at him, and he's either dodging or slapping it to the side, and then he's hitting them. Um, and especially knowing what he's working with as far as the helmet goes, it's not like it's, <laughs> it's not like that helmet was better than the ones they're working with these days. Uh, so it seems like this fight was when they actually paid attention. The rest were like, okay, just ad-lib it, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a hectic scene. But it's not just the, this sword fight amongst the sword fights in this episode, but uh, of Common Rider up to this point in 71, I think this might be the best sword fight. That's not against, um, like, a main villain. Like, these are just the goons. I think this might be the best one. It was a pretty good sword fight. But, but it was just, like, it kind of got wired down by the uh, fact that they just yes. did every single fight. Yeah, I was going to say, but then the, the downside of that is they just kept doing it over and over. And we didn't even get a rider kick to end it. Yeah, it rider, rider jump. jump. <laughs> yeah. So it's like that one good puncher kick thrown. Yeah. Uh, so my uh, Sugoi is um, the... Even though, like, the whole plot was, like, an interesting, they, it's weird that in a show in 1971, how good they've made the mystique of Great Leader. Mm, yeah. Like, he is the figure. Yes. And, like, even us as the omniscient viewer know almost nothing about him. Yeah. And so this time, he's, he's almost, it's like, yeah, he's canon. He exists. Yeah. You know, uh, you get to see him on screen. Yeah. I mean, you don't really, but. And it's like, the, there's like, there's something up to it. Right. You know, it's not just like a guy. Yeah. And it, 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 for sure. He's not just you... a James Bond villain. Right. Yeah. Like, he's not always going to be just a voice in a, uh, like a statue. Because you've now seen on screen that there's there's a physical body there. It's not a brain in a jar. Mm, yeah. Or if it is, that jar is connected to something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but That's the thing. It could be still. <laughs> it could still be, I guess. But, um he, you know, it's like one of those things where if I was watching this for the first time, I feel like in the 70s, uh, it, it would be kind of exciting. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, oh, oh, and then it's taken away from you. But you're still like there's now you want to watch more to find out more about Great Leader. Yeah. And so I like that, that like even for this show, 
they've like managed to keep that mystique with like the fact that they test their powers every 30 seconds but mm-hmm. they're still like what's up with great leader huh right and Especially, it might be because they have no idea what they're doing with great leader but <laughs> <laughs> right right because well, they've been shown to make characters and then get rid of them immediately yeah. you know there's been times where i'm like why did we, you went through this whole thing i thought that doctor lady was going to be a mainstay for a bit like yeah you gave her a face you gave her lines she had like skills that were specific to her mm-hmm. she had a henchman that was some weird wrestler dude they're both gone immediately yeah what is that it's a waste is what that is yeah so they're at the very least if they knew exactly what they wanted to do with great leader and they're just holding it back they're doing a really good job not squandering it yeah um, but like you said, they probably just had no idea what they wanted yeah. to really do. They they do something, but uh, whether it's good or bad is like for us to decide when we get there. But um, but there is uh like a finality to great leader, and then the other great leaders. Yes, <laughs> it was great leader one. That was great leader Japan branch, don't you know? <laughs> no, there was great leader of shocker, but then uh-huh. there's great leader of die shocker, right? And super shocker, and. <laughs> Mega shocker. Giga shocker. Transform um, into ultimate shocker. Yeah. Mega ultimate shocker. <laughs> uh, penultimate shocker. Uh, <laughs> why are you calling yourself? Are you saying you're the next best shocker? <laughs> hey, we're not conceited. There might be a better shocker. Yeah. So what is going to be the next best yeah, shocker? I, it's like, you know, I don't want to be proven wrong and look the fool. Gosh. What was it? Uh, Artemis Chow? Was offic- in Marvel Comics was officially officially recognized as the world's sixth smartest man. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I mean you can brag about that because there can. was like there was like Reed Richards and like Tony Stark and like all this stuff and uh-huh. it comes to like him. But the funny thing is, is like you read his comic because he has no other superpowers. He became the Hulk for a while there, right? But when he first introduced, he had no other superpowers. So like he seemed like he was smarter than the rest of them because he actually just used intelligence to solve everything. Right? He's not using. He's not. Uh, defaulting to whatever his power is. Yeah, so he's not like, oh, I have the Iron Man suit or something like that. It's like, no, I've planned this so that these cars come and doing all this stuff, and then, like, that's how he escaped S.H.I.E.L.D. and all this right. stuff. And so he seemed like he was actually way smarter because they actually had to write a smart character and just, just uh, he's the smartest guy. He invented a gizmo. Right, <laughs> right. And then they admit he's the sixth smartest. Yeah. Um. So now, write a ranking. Nego. Seventh. Eighth. Uh, sixth, sixth. Oh, he's, that's right. That's right. He's above Valkyrie. Right. It's like, <laughs> it, 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 I mean, it's, it's hard because we've talked about this. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing happened. He didn't get worse. No. No. I. They. The only thing I could really question is there are two tactical decisions in this episode that I thought were flawed inherently. The first one was bringing Yuri, uh, to the fight. Because if the only thing you need her for is to escort the lady away, uh, anybody could work and she could do it herself technically. So I don't know the purpose other than to show her. Not that I don't mind. Like, hey, have more of her. That's great. She's got nice legs. Um, And then the second one being when the memory thing blows up and they need to take the girl out there. There's both Taki and Hayato in that scene. Yeah. And neither of them thought to stay in the room with the guy. Like, they both need to take the girl. And I'm like... You must know on some level why they're here and that he's also at risk. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it was like... Yeah, I just... Whether it was Taki or Hayato to stick around, I just feel like somebody should have stuck around. It's like... Yeah. At that point, I'm thinking they were thinking to protect her is more important than him. I guess. But, yeah, it's like... 
I don't think it really affects it either way. And yeah, the, I don't know. It's like cause it's really one of those things. It's like, can I? I mean, he did headbutt a plane. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. He was smart enough to chase after the the villain and go to the secret base. I just feel like he got lucky. He struck gold there. Like you can't know that it's leading you to the secret air base. He just didn't <laughs> give up. Yeah, he just got to persevere. Uh, he did have the good line at the end where he's just like, "It, you, you, if you don't remember who Shocker is." Just live your life. Yeah. I mean, honestly, all I'm doing right now is I'm trying to, like, very... I'm trying to com- compare her, him to Valkyrie. And I'm just like, does Valkyrie get a bump up after this? Or does she just stay down there and we'll see what happens next episode? I think he just... I think it just stays the same. I think he just stays the same. I don't think... Like, Valkyrie went up from nothing to... Uh, over Ichigo, really. So from nothing to seven. You yeah. know, so... And that's solid. Yeah. That's solid. Uh, it's like, really, it's one of those things, too. How is she going to interact with Guy from this point forward? Because if she just goes back to uh, not being a yes man, but what what is her role going to be with Metsu with Jinrai? Yes, yeah, I think that's it. I think that's it right there. Is like, is she actually? But because she didn't tell either of the boys, it's it's like, whose side are you on here? Like, I know you want that out of Fua, but yeah, how is it going to go? What's what what's maybe the plan? let Fua know? <laughs> yeah, because uh, it's not like Fua is desperately holding on to this. This thing in his head that also wants to get out. <laughs> yeah. This should be mutual. There should be no shady plans here. To be fair, we have no idea what's happening. Because literally the end scene was them approaching her. Yeah. We don't even know if she's actually even going with them. Right. But I mean, technically, there should be six heads on this problem. Three Metsubo Jinrai, three not Metsubo Jinrai. I mm-hmm. mean, technically, two of them are in the same head. I'm just saying that <laughs> yeah. all together, six entities that should all want the same thing here. Yeah. I- it benefits everyone that she is out of Fuwa's head. I mean, maybe it benefits one more than the other, but it's not like they've had a problem taking down Metsubo Jinrai in the past. Yeah, so we still don't know what it's going to be, but so then I can't really... So yeah, I'll give you Based on those, those, for me, I'm comfortable with her keeping her down there and him just floating. Cause... Yeah, because like, like you said, it's like him and Kuga, they have to do something extreme to change. Yeah. Otherwise, it's the others flowing around them. Yeah, it's really, it's like other people need to mess up bad to go beneath them, and then they have to mess up even worse to go beneath them. Otherwise, they're just going to kind of stand there. You know, they're like the the foundation of a basement. (laughs) Yeah. Just everything's built. So, the next episode of Kamen Rider 71 is the killer queen ant, (laughs) Alchemadis. So, uh, female? Maybe. Killer Queen, probably. Maybe, yeah. But it's probably just going to be Master Suit. Uh-huh. I mean, Killer Bee was actually a person. True. <laughs> True. But that was that was early. That was also when we had, like, fishnet creepy ladies. True. <laughs> so that was a different show back then. Yeah, totally <laughs> different show. They're trying to, you know, trying to find their place in the world. Uh, But um, I wonder, like, if they will be, like, focusing on, uh, uh like I said, because, like I've said this before, I've seen all these, but it's like, they're all just a blur, really. Um, if they're gonna do like uh, mind control stuff, like Killer Queen stuff, mm. yeah, because army, you know, or ants. It's usually yeah. there's a hot, not a hive, but a colony. I had to think about that. I'm like, wait, what do you call a group of ants? But our next episode is Common Rider Kuga episode 34, Tremble. And it's been good. so long. I can't. It's been very long. Time. I can't remember anything that's happened. Not a clue. Uh, he. He just killed Grasshopper, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's right. I mean, and he I got the it, up- it was like a three three part episode or whatever. Yeah, he got the upgraded motorcycle. Yes. Yes, because it was too slow, I think. 
Yeah, it was too weak. Yeah, that's right. You couldn't handle him ripping it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the police the just... The are on his side. The police are on his side now. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. yeah, now we're talking through with it. We get it. But, yeah, 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 it's like, oh, yes, I remember. And there's the guy. There's the new guy on the team. The new it, cop. Yeah, the new guy who's, who's full on, maybe too much, on Kuka's side. Right. It's like a it's like, smidgen too much. Yeah. What's your goal here, buddy? <laughs> yeah. So, uh... And we're on the next level of the Grungy games, aren't we? Yes, because w- he was the last one. Yeah. So they're at the next level. Um, you can follow us on our website, fanboyopinion.com. Follow, uh, you can email us at fanboyopinion at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at fanboy underscore opinion. I have been Eric. And I'm Eugene. And uh, we will see you next time.